Hello everybody. My name is Memons and I am the co-founder of a startup consulting service agency. And today we are going to discuss the episode number 3 in our podcast. Today we are talking about the developing an MVP, what we call the minimum viable product for startups. So developing an MVP or minimum viable product is all about testing your product. It is how actually your product is going to target your customers. In this chapter we will learn about the basics understandings on how to build a minimum viable product for your startups. So basically the question is what is an MVP actually? So an MVP is a minimum form of for your product that is tested on the market. The MVP is a development strategy that allows uh, the team to testify or the testify the accuracy of your product assumptions and learn how your targeted customer react and interact with your product's basic functionality. This strategy will provide an insight into properly allocating your finances to satisfy your overall business goals and uh, building an MVP is an iterative and cumbersome process designed to identify user needs and users wants and identify the suitable product functionality to address those needs over time for example in mobile application mobile app development and uh, MVP is a development method where you develop only the core functionalities to the core to solve a problem uh, and satisfy early users Essentially, an MVP is the basic model of your product that will fulfill the primary goal uh, you want to achieve. MVP development follows a uh, build and measure learn process, which allows you to release a product that can be continually improved as you validate or invalidate assumptions, learn what users want, and build future iterations of your app that better serve your customers. Once you have developed an application, you have launched it. Later, you may modify its user interface, what we call UIA, UI and the graphics as per the likeness of your customer. So you may bring on the features which are user engaging and those will grab you more and more traffic on your application. It is likely to launch a perfect product. In today's world, customers are co-producers, let's say, of your product. Let them produce what they like, stick or the genuine feedback you get from your product. So the question next arise is why to build up an MVP. The foremost purpose of an MVP is to build a live working product that provides immediate customer value and that minimizes the cost. Starting with an MVP will let you dive really into the market. Having said that you will not have an opportunity to test your product or innovate your product in the middle of a growth stage. It allows you to learn more about your end users and the market you wish to enter as you test your assumptions. An MVP will also set a stage for the future iterations of development and clarity the sequential steps to take in the project. Whether that's changing directions entirely or continuing down your set development patterns. In some cases, an MVP can also be to put forth the startup potential and win stakeholders buy in. Whether you'll, I mean, uh, solidify whether you are looking for funds or, or or an assistance from investors and mentors, an MVP definitely solidifies your position as it proves the 
uh, merit of your product and secure funding for development and the prosperity of your startup so let's discuss the step-by-step working of an MVP and a step-by-step guide discusses the framework and technicalities of an MVP on every stage so the stage one is all about doing market research identifying gap in the market on the first stage startups are required to look into the market gaps or seek a solution to any problem that prevails in the current market problems can be handled by doing rigorous market research forecasting future needs and identifying top trends in the past that all i discussed in the episode number one how to start the startup now in this stage organizational needs or customer needs address the current gaps for instance if you're running a cell phone based startup you need to research over what type of mobile sets are needed in the in the market take the case of motorola company it totally failed to gauge the customers needs to touch screen mobile phones nokia is also of that similar ilk it could not modify its mobile phone designs up to the customers expectations Perhaps this was the main reason of its downfall and market was occupied by the chain makers like Apple, like Samsung. This is very essential on this stage to study about your competitors. Address the questions, what makes your product stand out? You need to bring the novelty in your product in order to differentiate it from the rest of the competitors. The new niche can be achieved by continuous modification by adding value giving thought overs, tailoring product lackings by offering something extra and building meaningful relations of your product with its customer. Once the needs are determined, the latter part is to set the LTO, the long-term objectives for your startup, for your business. What are you planning to achieve? The question should be addressed. For example, if you're a fast food chain, you may have a long-term goal of reducing the checkout time by 40 percent, let's say. Next to set a success criteria for your startup, what will define the success factor of your startup? Our fast food chains, for example, might define success by reaching that 40 percent reduction in time to checkout, having 20,000 active monthly users, and reaching $1.5 million in monthly transactions via the replication. The stage number two says, create a user flow. It is important to devise the MVP by keeping your users in mind. A good way to ensure that users will have a, a good user experience with the first edition of your product is by charting and uh, following users' journey. The best advice is to look at your product from the perspective of your user, from the initial point of using a product or service to the end point such as making a purchase. This provides the in-depth knowledge and insights into how you can design the app in a way that is more feasible for users. Also drawing the user diagrams, flowcharts and follow-ups that address the same action users need to take for completing the end goal. Remember, you do not forget the user satisfaction while devising MVP. For identifying user segments, it is possible that you may have more than one category of users. For instance, if you have a cab booking application, you may have the rider, what we say, the customer, and the cab driver. 
identification of user segments can be done through identifying the action jobs the jobs or the actions that neither user needs to take in the order to reach the user ending and achieve goal when devising your mvp you will be possibly have a look at user which have the most jobs and focus on the users not withstanding this there may be higher preferences that need to be addressed so you may need to focus on various users the action jobs for users may include such as book an appointment apply find for a pet finally identifying the story endings for every user there is an ending such as doing the final task of purchasing there are different goals of different users for instance booking an application booking an appointment or taking the pet home or confirming the right on the left so and so forth we have many of the examples for that the stage number 3 is all about identifying the user pain points after having identifying the user flow now is a big time to touch pain points of users or multiple users through this stage you would be able to look into trouble using users are facing while interacting with your product this early form of feedback is crucial for your product at this emboldens the basic skeleton of your product in the mind of customers in addition it also gives you deeper knowledge about products working always invite customer for early feedback and crucial comments this will strengthen the user engagement and user involvement with your product stage 4 is all about determining the necessary product features once you have been done with all this necessary user steps you need to add list of product features for every stage you may add all features you think are vital for your product when you are done with setting all list features for your products on each stage rank them rank it just like firstly highlight mo- your most important features in order to build a positive impression which uh, about your product and the feature you want uh, your users to accomplish ask yourself which is that secondly you need to ask yourself what other features you may add into your product to drive the value for your customer it is vital enough to answer every why in your product's feature on this stage at the beginning brainstorm about every feature let a highlight important ones while neglecting the others now categorize all the remaining features under the categories must have nice to have and don't care the story mapping techniques might take this process easier you can find a build a matrix where you can have a horizontal row showing main process stages through our user flow and other each stage a number of feature dedicated to this stage now this user flow you, you for i i i want to give an example just like you for search for a ride in application or book the cab confirm the ride receive the services that's how the user flow runs once you have added all of the features on every stage you may draw a downward vertical arrowing from the higher priority to the top and to the lower priority to the bottom you need to arrange feature vertically according to their property according to their priorities and the most important features shall be at position of uh, the column and the rest at the bottom 
it is very essential to look into all the processes now when you have leveled up all the features on every stage you may determine the scope of very first product and moving developing an MVP if you want to see your product your future product will look like so you can make an MVP first prototype many giant startups build a basic prototype to show off their investors and get funding for the project developing prototype increase more than 50% chances of getting it funded or raising money for your Nissan product for instance the startup that has a basic application need to build a UI or UX of their application in order to raise funds for their projects so it is highly essential to bring practicality into a startup rather being an abstract idea The stage number five is all about building, testing, learning (BTL). When the scope of uh, work is defined, it needs to harbinger in development stage, where we are required to develop this stage. And uh, when product development is almost completed, the product needs to be tested. The first testing stage is conducted by our very assurance. Uh, uh, engineers of course and who work to improve the quality of the product when it's not yet released they ensure that the product is ready for alpha or beta testing alpha testing can be done by focus group that include friends and uh, family and uh, friend circles or colleagues on the other hand beta testing is all about uh, product usage by its real users to explain after alpha products after the alpha stage product goes into the real market in the hands of potential customers who use the product for a certain period of time the on average time period of staying for a beta product in the market is approximately one to two weeks yes in this duration the makers are aware about the customers feedback about their in, in invention and in case of any mishap with the products or changes can be made for with albeit major and crucial changes are likely made within the product remember that your users use only one once you may provide the valid feedback or for those changes in the product now some of the students are and some of the startup builders are very concerned about the cost of building an MVP so that is the actually the thing that hindered them building an MVP in their after the ideation stage so the cost of building an MVP if you're curious how much MVP development cost you should not know that in most cases the costs for building a product depends on a great many factors one of the most significant is project complexity the approximate costing for an Airbnb like website ranges from $38,000 to $22,5750 let's say all in all we uh, described in this episode about how to build an MVP we threw light on every stage of an MVP adding to this we also discussed why an MVP is important and what is the MVP actually and uh, what is the cost to
to build an MVP. Thank you so much. Welcome everybody to the episode number 3 Bootstrapping the Startups. My name is Mehmans and I am the co-founder of Startups Club Startup Consulting Agency. Now today in this episode we are discussing the bootstrapping the startups. It's a famous and wa- widely saying that pull yourself up by your bootstrap. It implies in the startups too. Bootstrapping is the art of raising money from zero venture capitalist or any outsider. In other words, bootstrapping is all about relying on your money or savings to fund your startups. Your funds are life and blood for the persistence, sustainability and continuity of your startup. When we started as a little incubation trainee, we thought we would get the funds right away. Unfortunately, the bubble busted sooner. We couldn't get any investment for startups. Therefore, we decided to bootstrap our startup until we get any funding. Now, it's a myth that startups can raise funds at their ideation stage. No, it's not like this. Having said that, only lucky ones get hands on initial fundings at the idea stage. For instance, we presented our idea to around 35 venture capitalists and all had the perfunctory glance at our business model. Nonetheless, each of them declined the idea of generating revenue from merely connecting, mentoring and training startups. It was all, I mean, foolish idea to them. But as per our reaction, we were so obsessed with the startup idea that we started calling our investors as uh, jealous of our invention. To every of my co-founder, we had something like out of the box. So for this reason, we always felt reluctant to share ideas in front of large gatherings. But now this notion is not egged on by many of us, fortunately, because uh, showing off an idea would have gathered us a true feedback from a larger population. Hence, we could have improved our idea and uh, worked in the clear direction for achieving the target of minimal funds. And uh, nevertheless, at the latter stage, maybe. However, using this learned experience about bootstrapping, we put all our knowledge into second startup idea that was uh, to create an e-learning platform particularly for uh, rural students despite so much experience we encountered new challenges for bootstrapping atop is the personal savings we were undergraduate students till then who had limited pocket money to look after accommodations at a hostel to travel and the other expenses of that similar ilk and it was quite difficult to tap and save money in such circumstances <sighs> but secondly we had an option to work part time and use part of paycheck to bankroll your startup until we could secure outside funding thirdly we could borrow loan to keep our startup with a basic operation until we accumulate the initial funding to our nascent entrepreneur mind it was like all bleak and blur to get through this mini financial crunches therefore we decided to go with the third option of borrowing money with the minimal interest rate we learned yeah 
we learned for Buddhist trading that uh, it was essential to sell services first. According to Fundables, the majority of uh, startups are Buddhist trained, means they are funded by founders and co-founders. In addition, the top funding sources are personal savings and credits, friends and family, venture capitalists, angel investors, banks and crowdfunding, so and so forth. For selling the essential services, John Westenberg, the co-founder of Kremotic, is uh, on track to make 20,000 US dollars per month with his agency. This is because he started selling writing services first. He knew that he, he needed to earn $3,000 per month to start the development of his marketing platform. He created a sub-brand of his business targeted to one vertical real estate and cold pitched real estate agents on his email writing services. Out of 500 pitches, he received only 63 replies, which turned into ad customers. This got him to $3,000 per month mark he wanted. So he reinvested all his profit from that into building his agency. That's called the Buddhist trapping of the startups now. Hence, we all know that I started a startup consulting club. We started a startup consulting club which could sell its initial services to customers, and later we are turning into an agency, obviously. Adding to this, selecting a perfect co-founder is also vital for your startup. If you're starting a business, make sure your co-founder has a similar set of skills as you. On the other hand, it's not that much necessary that you and your co-founder match by 10 by 10 in his skills, but skills may vary, but the dedication and the passion towards work, towards the business, towards the startup idea, it should remain similar. I and my co-founder had a very different set of skills, like I had an expertise in uh, management, team building, marketing, and uh, communications, whereas he was adapted in technical skills and the software development, so we didn't divide the task and responsibilities at first, but later we failed to do so. Now it is often said that best co-founders should be best friends, um, indeed yes. Similar was the case with I and my startup's co-founders. We were best friends. It is due to this closeness and proximity of personal relation that builds trust and flexibility in business relations. Henceforth, one may choose a good co-founder who works well together and brings something unique on the table. Secondly, outsourcing needs to be limited because it cuts short your cash flows. Keep it simple. You and your co-founder should manage from product design to marketing and communication. If you hire a staff for every separate department, you will see an adverse effect over your cash flows. This doesn't mean that you do not hire a staff for your startup business, but on later stages where cash flows do not run short or run negative. The other way around to hire staff can be done through freelancers, through Upwork and through people per hour. This saves from hefty payroll cost and you can find any type of freelancer you need on uh, one of these platforms. From designers to marketers, obviously. Thus, to meet these staff requirements, one can borrow services from internet sources and freelancing, which is the booming economy. Well, they'll cut short expenses is a fine strategy to curtail the unnecessary expenses from your business model. 
this could be more clear if you've already done budgeting of your startup uh, businesses either way budgeting the expenses fixed expenses for month is pretty necessary this gives you idea clear cut uh, direction where to spend more and where not to spend fixed expenses or things like your rent your car payment your electric bill and the other things you cannot completely control among them you cannot make electric company charge you less amount of electric bills but you can sell your company i mean sell your uh, car i mean if you're not delivery or transporting business wherever you start a business is you need to live frugally for the first few years first few couple of years for your startups and do not spend much unnecessary things things that are vital for your startup you should not invest in the in them in a nutshell this is all up to startups who need to use funds wisely and cut short the expenses at minimum now moreover this uh, creating own content for your businesses has a very positive impact on customers for example the companies that create own content are perceived as a relationship building brands this is also called content marketing strategy startups should create own content to maintain the originality of your products or startups you can either produce your own content to reach out bloggers and the other content creators at a startups club we used to create own content and publish it to engage with the users on a wider scale we used to write newsletters we used to write articles and other related pieces of write-ups and 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 some things like that and we used to give away free business plan equipment and business templates for startup enthusiasts however the major content creator is explanatory video this creating video is based on uh, 30 to 60 seconds has a high impact on uh, customers like a tvc not only it can grow user engagement but it also can increase the sales for any startup the explanatory videos tells what is your business all about how do you do the things this gives clear definition about your products or services in the face of bombarded advertisement on the user display some marketing researcher says that 90% customers want to see custom content so give it to them and for the whichever tactics you are using for your startup business always make sure it tackles the question such as existence of your products and services so let's summarize all what we have discussed to simply put like you need to raise money for your startup business to visualize it is as, as a running company some of the most famous companies of the world started with only 10000 us dollars you can take the case of hewlett packard it's it's just begun it just began with uh, 538 us dollars also you need to find a compatible co-founder who can ensure your startup progress with you together with this you may also hire advisors and, but seeking advice from seasoned pros is always a good idea but it doesn't come cheap you'll have to give up some equating you should do things that you own rather relying on on the outsourcing while you need to create an impactful brand in the eyes of customers you need to shorten your expenses as well 9 out of 10 startups fail only the one who doesn't give up becomes the success story 
So bootstrapping shows your passion for your work and business startups. If you yourself cannot fund your startups from your own savings, then why would anyone else do it for you? That's the simple question. Thank you so much for hearing.